Aloha, everyone. It's Dr. Lisa Hartwell. Welcome to Anxiety Ease, the show that reveals a calm mind is an organized mind, and an organized mind is a calm mind. We'll make it fun and inspirational with a bit of learning the neuroscience and the real reason some of us keep pushing on professionally, good or bad, at the expense of leading life with inner peace. Hey, hey, aloha. Welcome back to another episode of Anxiety Ease, where we explore the intersection of high-functioning anxiety and business. This is Breaking the Chains, Conquering High-Functioning Anxiety in Business with Batching. We'll uncover this silent battle, how it can cause overwhelm, erode your confidence, and make you feel helpless when it comes to driving change in your business and professional life. But fear not, because we're also going to equip you with a strategy to break free from these chains to regain control. Let's get started. I first kind of want to go into defining and redefining what high-functioning anxiety is and what its impact is and uh, clarify how it manifests in our lives. And, you know, we'll explore some of the symptoms and how it takes its toll on our mental and emotional well-being, specifically on us professionals and entrepreneurs and business owners. But I want to kind of back, kind of do it backwards today. I want to start talking about this in the context of let's begin with the solution instead of talking about the problem. And the solution I kind of want to cover today is batching and how I use batching to stop my high functioning anxiety in its tracks so I can actually get them recorded and out to you weekly because <laughs> it has to fit in with everything that I do. And I use batching for everything, podcast, um, working on my finances, calendar planning, which includes family planning, work planning, client planning, everything, emails, calling back clients. I batch everything. But I want to talk about high-functioning anxiety and its symptoms in the context of how, you know, really how I can get this accomplished and, and batch podcast for you. So as a reminder, high-functioning anxiety refers to a form of anxiety where individuals, you know, we appear well on the surface, often achieving success in various areas of our lives and personal relationships even, but internally experience persistent, intense feelings of anxiety, worry, and stress. And, you know, how that manifests, for example, would be constant worry. So those of us with high-functioning anxiety often have racing thoughts and excessive worry about future events, you know, potential outcomes that could happen, and even minor day-to-day -day tasks. And this worry can be overwhelming and diff diff really difficult to manage. How I kind of combat that for my constant worry when I think about how am I ever going to get these accomplished is I make a plan on the calendar to batch my podcasts. So practically how that looks, for example, and again, you can do this with any, any task that you have to complete in your business that requires any amount of your time, is putting it on the calendar. And I really book myself out for maybe two or three, four hours and uh, sit down and plan out the episodes. And I tend to do between four and five at a time. I do have them mapped out and uh, planned for content for you for about three months, just because I have a book launch coming up later this year. So some of that's um, in, you know, kind of interwoven for you, but it helps me tie together the content and helps my brain stay on the track and being in the mode of speaking the content and teaching the content. 
So that's one way that I help myself with thinking about, well, I don't have to worry about September right now. Really, all I need to worry about is thinking about getting an episode out for next week. And so for me, it's easier to sit down and record something in the future in the next two or three hours. And for me, that's batching and putting it on the calendar. So another symptom that kind of comes up with high functioning anxiety that's super common is perfectionism, you know, and striving for perfection is a common trait among individuals with high functioning anxiety. We set extremely high standards for ourselves and fear making mistakes or falling short of expectations. And this pressure to be perfect can lead to increased anxiety and self-criticism. And further, it, it just doesn't allow you to get things done sometimes. And if you do get things done, you're exhausted at the end because you've worked double time on working on perfectionism. Uh, one thing I'll share with you with the batching piece is at some point I learned that with all the different types of, you know, kind of little, I did a little bit of training to help me understand what the podcast world is like before I started this up in November. And one thing I noticed right away was I, I don't mind following a loose structure, but one thing I noticed was I could not possibly commit to having a perfect episode every single week. <laughs> That's just not going to happen with me um, because I will revisit and revisit if it's not perfect, if I do not stop myself. So for me, it's about putting a bookend on either side, where I'm going to start and where I'm going to finish. And it has to be good enough. It has to be good enough. And I just have to understand that at some point, if you can resonate with one or two things that I'm saying during an episode, that has to be perfect enough. And so that's one way that I would say that batching helps me do that because I can just move on, move on to the next one because I know I've booked myself out for these three or four hours to get this done. So that's one example. Another uh, thing that I'll share with you is I just took a um, uh, a course to become a certified business strategist to add as a service offering for my uh, coaching clients. And boy, was that a lesson in perfectionism because we had to pass a test and an exam. And we also had to write up a case study and that case study had boundaries on it as well, not only to cover all the areas, but also the word count. And um, there was a nice supportive group of us that were going through it together online. And wow, did perfectionism ever hit people's, push people's buttons to not get it, you know, just trying to make it perfect before turning it in before the deadline and such. So it's, it, it, I giggle because it's just, it's such a part of our lives that the only way to get through that is really sitting this sitting taking the time and sitting down and understanding that it is not going to be perfect it's just not it's going to be perfect enough and that's usually the case in business isn't it so moving on to the third symptom here of high functioning anxiety as a reminder is overachievement you know people with high functioning anxiety may engage in overachievement as a coping mechanism actually um Push yourself harder to accomplish more and consistently prove your worth. And this drive for success can be fueled by a fear of failure or on the flip side, a desire to control your high functioning anxiety through external achievements, because those are the things that people see. 
And a lot of times, even though I am a um, busy, busy businesswoman and a mom and a wife and, you know, coworker and a friend and all these different roles I have in my life, people really think I'm super busy and I'm an overachiever. But the differences with me is I move on quickly with different projects and I enjoy that. I enjoy the creativity side of um, just creating new things. I, I find that fun. I don't find, I'm not really not doing it for the accolades or, or getting, you know, external badge of honor, so to speak, but it looks like overachievement. So I could see how it looks like that on the outside. I think the difference is, is if when you recognize as a symptom of high functioning anxiety, is if you're doing that as a coping mechanism, it probably feels more that um, you're leaving something out or something is falling through the cracks at some point. <clears throat> so therefore you have to push even harder to accomplish more and consistently show up, you know, because God forbid you, you know, fall on your face, right? And don't look like you're successful. So that's kind of a, a nice nuanced balance to think about when you're thinking about overachievement. With the podcast, it would be the exact same thing, which is at some point, I don't want to do more and more setting the stage and putting a realistic goal of, you know, one, maybe two episodes a week was something I felt was very doable and that would fit nicely. And, you know, I'm not so sure that people want to hear any more than that, <laughs> you know, through the week. Um, I think people, podcasts are funny, you know, we all like to listen to these things, but we all bounce around to different shows, don't we? So I think that for me feels like a nice balance and I don't need to be an overachiever and, you know, crank out hundreds and hundreds of episodes. So that is sort of where I ended up putting that boundary on that for myself uh, to manage that overachievement uh, little part of my character. Uh, let's see. And then number four I have here to share with you is about, you know, sometimes with high functioning anxiety, we have this this idea of imposter syndrome and, you know, individuals with high functioning anxiety often experience this, which is really about doubting your ability and feeling like you're fraud despite your accomplishments and many accomplishments usually. And it's that kind of underlying fear about being finally exposed as inadequate, which also contributes as a vicious cycle of a heightened anxiety and self-doubt. So they feed to each other. And I definitely had the imposter syndrome when it came to the podcast. And one of the things that has really helped is this concept of batching, which is, you know, when I'm sitting here thinking of the episodes that I want to share with you and the content and some of the stories of going from one episode to the next, for me, it really flows together in that way and combats this idea of, hey, Hey, wait a second. I actually do know what I'm talking about. I think what I've had to adjust with the podcast is getting used to not talking to a person, you know, as in front of me. And uh, really, it's the only way I've gotten around that is by visualizing you, vis visualizing you folks on the other end listening. And uh, it's really helped that you folks have left reviews and sent me emails and even text messages and messages on Facebook and Instagram and and I really appreciate that because it just keeps me going and, uh, you know, helps balance out any 
any imposter syndrome that I might have once in a while. It doesn't come up for me as much anymore, but I would say that batching helps because it just helps that flow. You don't feel like you're getting stuck with the content you're trying to share. Um, And then the last one I wanted to share with you was this idea that many times folks with high functioning anxiety kind of slip over into the realm of having some physical symptoms. This can look anything like, you know, just tension in your body, headaches, tension, headaches, you know, tummy aches, muscle aches, difficulty sleeping is a big one that people come in with. And, you know, this is really your body's physiological response to prolonged anxiety. So anytime, I always tell folks, I always give the analogy that, you know, our emotions and our anxiety is one of those things that you wake up, You if you have restorative sleep, then you wake up with a full sponge, right? You think about when your sponge gets filled up with water throughout the day, you squeeze a little bit out, you squeeze a little more out. By the end of the day, you probably have nothing left. And that's really what sleep is meant for and nutrition and exercise and relationships are to meant to restore us. But if you don't have all of that balance in your life, that's where our bodies say, hey, that's enough. And because you're not paying attention to me, I'm going to start tapping in other think parts of your body so you do pay attention. And so what do we pay attention to? We pay attention to physical symptoms in our bodies much more than we do when we think about our you know, mental symptom of anxiety, especially high functioning anxiety, because we tend to push, push past it. So that's just one thing I wanted to say. And, you know, for me, I, it's it's definitely a balance. I would say uh, I am a scheduled person when it comes to my sleep. Uh, We tend to all watch the news for the most part as our last thing in the evening, if we're not watching a movie or something. And then I'm like, I'm done. I'm tapped out. (laughs) It's my, it's my bedtime. And I am just a good sleeper. I'm one of those people that's lucky enough to fall asleep in 15 minutes. Now, as a caveat, I will share that I do listen to a a meditation every single night before I sleep. So that's my body's been trained to relax. Once it hears that music, it's time for sleep. So, you know, my restorative uh, of my mind and body, I don't have too many physical symptoms from uh, as far as anxiety taking over. I would say mine is probably more the stress of getting things done, but not necessarily anxiety, but that might look like that for you. But um, yeah, so I wanted to kind of share that and kind of just revisit the symptoms of it and talk about batching as such a useful tool to really, you know, manage that overwhelm that feeds into that confidence that, you know, you don't have to feel helpless that things aren't ever going to change, that you just have to keep going on. And you can conquer many types of high-functioning anxiety symptoms in your business with this idea of batching your tasks together. And like I said, for the podcast as an example, when it comes time to do your finances and paying your bills, pick a time of the day or the month of the week to do that. Um, You know, emails, turn off your notifications, just go in and check your emails maybe two or three times a day, calling back clients really batching all of those things just is a tremendous help in helping to manage that high functioning anxiety. 
And one of the things I want to encourage you to do is I have the link in the show notes as always, but go ahead and take that high functioning anxiety quiz that I have and kind of see where you fall in the spectrum. And that'll give you an idea of where you fall and what, what, what very specific areas are that you probably need to target and work on. And then also um, I welcome you to book a call just to kind of have, we can have a chat together. And I, if you need some help with your business strategy and the context of how high functioning anxiety might be interfering with that or how it's impacting you, just book in and we'll have a chat and see how I can help you. I hope you enjoyed this and I will see you on the next episode. Aloha, huiho. Okay, that's a wrap for this week. The Anxiety Ease podcast is produced by myself and the music is provided by Pixabay. For more episodes or to get in touch anytime, you can visit my website, drlisahartwell.com. And if you do like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us out a lot. Also, if you want to see where you fall in the continuum of your high-functioning anxiety, head on over to the link that's found in the show notes, heartwellanxietyassessment.com.